repopulation lottery is gifted to our most viable motherhood candidates. Be careful! Be careful! Oh, come on. What? Do you want me to fill your cup or not? Yes. Wait, wait, what? Well, the first series of Creamery was like nothing on TV, here or anywhere. And in a way, that was the point. The range of comedy, light drama and drama series on TV and streaming services in this country is astonishing right now. The days of diversity, meaning worthy and tucked away somewhere, uh, is, uh, are long gone. In fact, these days being diverse seems to be a competitive edge here and overseas. Simon Morris with the story. Pax Asadi's sitcom Raised by Refugees is going into its second series. So a Jewish comedy kid sister, pre-colonial drama Karako, trans-dramedy Rurangi and the unique sci-fi rural Asian sitcom mashup Creamery. In fact, we've dragged Creamery showrunner Roseanne Liang and producer Bronwyn Backer away from pre-production of the new series to talk to us. And we're also joined by one of the people who can take a bow for the success of the new diversity. NZ On Air's Amy Mills. Amy, I might start with you. I mean, did you always think that diversity could be a commercial advantage rather than some sort of duty? It's a really interesting question, and I think it's not really an advantage so much as it feels like at the moment it's a bit of a necessity in terms of just the stories that are making it out in the world the audiences want to consume and engage with. So, yeah, I think it's always interesting because NZ On Air, obviously, we function to develop and reflect New Zealand identity. So we don't often place the largest emphasis around commercial viability. So for us, it's kind of second nature to want to ensure that the stories are out there being told. Pitching a lot of these more recent shows, I mean, when you, how hard was it convincing the TV channels to buy into it? It's kind of the other way around, actually, because the way that our funding model works um, at New Zealand On Air is that the the projects have to come to us with a platform attached. Mm. So it's always an interesting kind of dance in terms of we definitely have a role to play highlighting what we would love to see on screen, but ultimately it's the platforms that know their audiences that bring us the content that they want to support. Are you noticing the fact that it seems to be a lot more open to new ideas than it used to be in the past? There was a tendency for shows to be a bit sort of that one worked, so we'll do it again. Now it seems to be quite the opposite. And actually, if anyone's going to take a bow, it should be Roseanne, which I've said to her before, but I track so much of this in New Zealand back to a drama summit that was held in 2018 where Roseanne stood up and did this rally cry to the sector that said at the time we were funding, I think, web series up to 100k max. And then over here we had television dramas at about 6 million and Roseanne stood up and said, we can do something in between that and we need to be given the chance to, which NZ On Air went away and changed its funding strategy and that that predated me joining them. But from there, that created a middle tier, which is where we've seen all of those incredible shows that you've listed, pretty much all of those coming through the middle tier of funding. So it kind of radically changed the opportunities in that space. Well, obviously a good chance for you to come in now, Roseanne, because for all the fact that a lot of your stuff seemed a bit sort of edgy and off-peak, you've been pushing towards the mainstream for ages, I think, with a lot of your shows. And now Creamery seems to have been the one to break through. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you bring up that 2018 10-minute address, Amy, because that was a, a very, I guess, bold and risky thing for me to do. And it wasn't well-received by everyone, but it seemed to be that the majority of people received it well. I think my provocation, Simon, at that time was this idea that 
when people who love television talk about the shows that really get their juices going, mm. we tend to talk about shows that are made not in New Zealand. And that was really sad to me because I knew that the people who work here are so talented. We've got the best crews in the world. We've got an, an incredible acting community. We've got really great writers who are capable of writing amazing things. But what about the model? Was it meaning that when people talk about how much they love television, why weren't they mentioning New Zealand shows? And of course, there were the ones that stood out, the Outrageous Fortunes and those kinds of uh, shows that people did talk about. But I was watching, at that time, I was watching um, Master of None and um, Fleabag and, mm. and Atlanta. And like, these are shows that really push the boundaries of what comedy is, what drama is. And I wanted to make that, you know, let's create a world and a system and a, a landscape that allows us to make those really amazing shows. Well, I have to say that, you know, that's a, the best description I've heard of for a, a show like Creamery, which is like nothing on earth. Were you surprised how well it seems to have been received? Yeah, it is a bit of a shot in the dark. And, you know, got to gotta hand my props to Bronwyn for coming on this ride with us because it's been a risk, I've got to say, because you just never know whether people are going to accept it. But to our great, I don't know, joy excitement, maybe a little bit of surprise for them there, the, the Australasian community and beyond uh, the US and France and more territories, hopefully, um, have embraced that. Bromman, can I bring you in here? Your specialty at Kevin & Co., which is the name of your uh, production company, seems to be comedy, a, a lot of comedy, which has often in the past been seen as a rather conservative field. I mean, d- did you find that when you first started doing that? Yes, I, I did. And I think my big kind of show was Jono and Ben, and we were developing a whole bunch of comedians mm. um, on that show, in scripted and non-scripted. And when that show came to an end, it was kind of like, okay, well, we've got all these amazing, talented writers who want to be making comedy, and we just don't get enough opportunity in this market. And as Roseanne's point and Amy's point, you know, there, there wasn't, there was the hundred grand and the six million. So it was like, we needed that middle ground to be able to try and learn our craft and get better at it. And there was always this assumption that New Zealanders couldn't really do comedy. And it was because we just weren't able to try it. It's a craft, you know, if you listen to lots of podcasts about drama versus comedy, comedy's hard. The tonal balance is extremely risky, you know, it's so subjective. And the show like Creamery, especially we're playing with, with shades of light and dark and it takes a lot of skill to get that right and my kind of argument constantly to end it on air is just keep letting us do more because we'll get better at it (laughs) we're breeding this whole new generation of showrunners and I think when I started in comedy a showrunner wasn't a role that was really accepted in New Zealand who is writing this stuff Bronwyn I mean are these old hands basically or are they new faces it seems to be a bit of a mixture of both it is a mixture of both and I think what we you know what we do at Kevin and Co is we make sure that if we're developing you know Pax Asadi's show for example I I made sure that he was in the room with the right people who have got the craft down and who have years and years on the tools like the Dan Musgroves of the world that have been through the SPP boot camp you know he's a he's a writer on Creamery as well so they really understand the craft but then you have these showrunners who have these great ideas and really great dialogue writing but they just need help um, Hannah Marshall's working with Pax Society at the moment. You know, we're bringing these two worlds together. And, and I think Roseanne and what we've done on Creamery is a really great example of that as well. We had all these amazing craft people, but then Roseanne's tone is so strong coming through. And obviously the other producers on the show as well. So it's always about finding the voice. And that's where the showrunner role is so important because it's about, my job is about creating the space 
for the showrunner's voice to come through and that comedic tone. You mentioned Raised by Refugees and Creamery, both of which are going to a second series, but you've got new series coming up as well. We've just finished shooting a show called Homebound 3.0 and that's a talented writer, showrunner, Sam Wang. He's the creator, the showrunner and the lead actor. So it's a rom-com basically about um, having to set up a fake relationship in order to stop his parents from kicking him out of, out of home, essentially. So again, that was a perfect example of somebody who hasn't had a TV show funded before, and we teamed him up with Dan Musgrove to make sure that the scripts were really working. I'm working on another show called Double Parked with Alice Ned and Chris Parker. So again, this is Alice is now showrunning and directing Starstruck, but this will be Chris Parker's first role as a showrunner, and that is about two women who end up in a relationship, who end up pregnant at the same time. So again, really, really interesting stories, but made for a broad audience. That's the whole idea, you know, and same with Creamery. It's made for a broad audience. You know, it's so niche that it's broad. (laughs) I wonder also how hard it is selling these projects overseas. I mean, uh, Roseanne, you mentioned that Creamery has been picked up by at least three or four other countries. I mean, are you conscious of selling overseas every time you are involved in a show? I think that's always been the dream, uh, that we can make our shows for the world and the world will buy into them in the same way that, you know, Dairy Girls, an Irish project, can be loved by Netflix audiences, Mm. same with Squid Game. You know, uh, so, yeah, I think there's something wonderful about New Zealand. I was going to say everyone loves New Zealanders, (laughs) maybe not Australians. But, you know, there's there's just so much to export in terms of craft and comedy and, of course, Flight of the Concords and Taika's work is that the foundation yeah. um, that we're the shoulders of giants that we're standing on but there's also so much more to, to export so yeah I certainly build an international component into the shows that I'm interested in because then I can also access the money as well. Amy the fact that the audience is different now it's different from how it was even three years ago in the sense that people are not sitting back passively and letting tv give them something they're leaning forward and going to netflix and looking for something distinctive that's quite a different mindset isn't it it is and i think that has been one of the biggest shifts in the last few years that that we've seen which has made it to your sort of very first conversation i guess why this is so much more viable I think and on the radars of the networks than it has been before and I think the other thing that's really interesting is that in the current environment that we're in you've got three really four actually if you can't for Carter Māori as well you've got Prime Sky you've got Discovery you've got TVNZ all sort of building and trying to strengthen their digital presence which I think means that they are commissioning more content and different content the biggest challenge at the moment for us is less actually about commissioning the content um, it's actually about marketing and promoting it so the audiences can find it and that's something I think NZ on has been very conscious of in the last couple of years and something we're starting to just try and push some more inroads in terms of where can our funding help towards that as well as funding the content production itself. I think that we agreed that um, Roseanne and Bronwyn, between them, were really driving this, let's find something new, let's find something else. And I see everybody else is kind of jumping on the bandwagon a little bit. My favourite one is a thing called Miles from Nowhere. Can you just tell us what that's about? Yeah, we're so excited about that project. So this is helmed by um, Mohammed Hassan and Ahmed Osman and a whole other raft of incredible creators. And it's also supported by Gibson Group and supported by Prime Sky. It is, it's kind of wild. I think the synopsis is it's um, the story of a young Muslim songwriter who's formed an unexpected friendship with a New Zealand SIS agent. <laughs> and he's got a strange fixation with Cat Stevens as well. That's another example, like um, Roseanne and Bromham were saying, where you've just got such 
clear authorial voices coming through and it just shapes the creative so beautifully that yeah I can't wait to see what that one ends up looking like. Roseanne, I think that the secret of a lot of uh, the stuff that you've been involved in, either as the writer yourself or just being involved in show running these things, is just the fact that there's so much belief on these shows. You know, somebody says, this is the show, this is what we're going to do, and let's go, you know, rather than trying to invent something that you think a, a potential audience might pick up on. The, the struggle is real, Simon. It's not easy to make these things. You know, you go through a lot of pain, you literally wade through mud to make it. So um, if you're going to go through the pain, it better be good. You better love it. And there is a sense of, you know, if you make it, they will come. There is that absolute faith, that leap of faith that you have to take. When I think about the shows that I love, what am I loving now? I'm loving the bear, the rehearsal. All of those have that leap of faith. It's about, and it's about a point of view. It's a very, very strong point of view. Severance is another one that I'm loving. I'm not saying it's one person. I'm just saying that there is a storyteller who's taking your hand and telling the story the best way and with, with excellence. That, to me, is the inspiration, the aspiration of New Zealand um, storytelling on screen. Um, and, and we should always aspire to that. We should always aspire to the best, the most interesting, the newest, rather than, oh, that works, let's have more of that. Because then, you know, why? Why, why reinvent something that, that was already really awesome? I should uh, remind people that, of course, um, this new diversity, as I'm recalling it, isn't at the expense of more mainstream stuff. I mean, the fact is that our biggest shows are still shows like Broken Word, My Life is Murder, Shortland Street even, you know. But the fact is that the programmes that we're talking about now are where the new shows are coming from. This is the future in some ways, isn't it? I hope so. It's not like a zero-sum game. People can get very territorial in this, in this industry. Yeah. Um, it's not a zero-sum game. We all win when we all prosper. And um, there is room for risk-taking and bold storytelling as well as, you know, doing a good thing well, like with Shortland Street and Brokenwood. They're excellent in what they do. They're yeah. very, very good, and they should continue doing it. Can I add a thought to that, Roseanne? Creamery is a perfect example of this, that idea of it not being a zero-sum game where you're right, sometimes I think there was the scarcity of resources when you're only talking about domestic funding, but we've got access to the New Zealand Screen Production Grant. And so when Creamery was able to come through and access a kind of separate funding pot with a little bit of NZ on air funding for the second season, you know, we did this first season in full, it meant the project could scale up and it meant that there's just a greater pot of putia that's being accessed so it becomes less competitive. And I think that's the ambition that's the kind of NZ Inc. perspective we should all be working towards because we've actually got resources available, um, but we have to be sort of strategic about accessing them. And that's exactly, Simon, that's exactly what Kevin Coe is trying to do. Mm. You know, we want to find other ways to fund projects. You know, we come to New Zealand in Air quite strategically in the hope that we can either go away for a second season, get some additional financing and ask them for a little top up, <laughs> you know, rather than just keep them coming back because we want shows to have multiple seasons because that's how you grow and that's how you get better you know and I think that there is people in this industry like the Madeline Samis of the world and Roseanne and you know Taika and those guys that they've had you know the chance to really graft and now it's an opportunity to give you're seeing those people Roseanne included giving back to the local industry I feel so privileged to be a part of that and a part of that model when you can level up and access international finance. Final question for you Amy is could all of this have happened without the NZ on air model? 
I mean, of course, I'm going to say no, <laughs> but I'm sure if there was a different type of funding model, probably. But no, I mean, I, I think that the role we play in this space is absolutely integral. And I think it's exciting. These I love these kinds of conversations because it's definitely where it feels like the future of it is moving towards. And I think we're conscious that actually we can play a really significant role in content development now in a way we might not have thought of in the past either. So how do we strategically put the money in at the outset when we can see this rising tide of brilliant stories and storytellers so that those projects that might not even then come into us for production funding have an opportunity to sell themselves internationally and things so yeah it's a really exciting time that I and I like to think that we've got a big hand in it. Simon Morris was talking with NZ On Air's Amy Mills, Creamery showrunner Roseanne Liang and CEO of production company Kevin & Co Bronwyn Baker. The second series of Creamery is just going into production.